Well, hey there, gang. This is Tony with the Portsmouth Aeroship Building Company, and I want to welcome you to our very first episode of Unpacking Diesel Punk. Now, our goal here is to take this lovely genre that we call diesel punk and make it easy to understand. So, I'm your host, Tony Snipes, if you're not familiar with me. Some of you may know me from the Portsmouth Aeroship Building Company, but I wanted to just take an opportunity to entertain your questions that you had ever or new questions that you may have about diesel punk. Now, I am no way the guru or the expert on this, but I'm just a guy that has been actually dabbling around with this genre as a creator for at least the past four years. But I kind of realized that I've been uh, someone that has loved diesel punk for several years and didn't even know what it was. So again, I just want to welcome everybody with your questions, big or small, about this genre that we call diesel punk. And let's see what we can do to entertain those questions here. So the first question that I have, well, before I go into any other questions, let's do this. I want to at least give you my definition of diesel punk. And I want to hear back from you guys as far as what you uh, consider and what, how you define diesel punk, but at least for a foundation so you kind of know where I'm coming from. I want to share with you uh, my definition of diesel punk. And I say that diesel punk is a method of creativity that combines the historic style of the mid 1910s to the mid 1950s with elements of sci-fi, fantasy, and even horror. Now again, that's just from my standpoint and my uh, definition, especially with me being a creator, with me being an artist and illustrator, uh, that's where uh, my, my perspective comes from. But, but again, I define diesel punk as a method of creativity that combines the historic style of the mid 1910s to the mid 1950s with elements of either sci-fi, either uh, fantasy, or even horror. So let's hear back from you and see what you think about that, that definition. While you're pondering that, I do want to let you know that at the end of today's broadcast, I am going to let you know how you can qualify to be one of the winners of our very own original bicycle playing cards, but they have been customized because they are from the Portsmouth Aeroship Building Company with our famous brand and logo on the back of those cards. So if you, at the end of this broadcast, I will tell you how you'll be able to win those. So stick with me. So let's take the first question for today's episode. And that first question is, it is from Tony DeJesus. Hey, Tony, like that name? And Tony asks the question, what is the best diesel punk movie or show in your opinion? Uh, the best diesel punk or movie or show in your opinion. He's got some more parts to that question that I'll answer in a minute here. Uh, but Tony, the I'll start with the best movie uh, that uh, I say is the best representation of diesel punk. There's actually two movies that I put in that top tier. Now I've got, I've got a top three, maybe a top five, but the top two I put in that top tier. Uh, first one is uh, Sky Captain and the world of tomorrow. Many of you are fans of those because you know that uh, that features and stars Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow. And my main reason for listing that as one of the top ones is because it is really uh, so definitive when it comes to uh, a great example of 
diesel pump, and many of you would agree with that. So that's the first one. Uh, right along beside that one, uh, my other top favorite is Captain America, the first Avenger. I love that movie, obviously for its action, um, obviously for you know just it being a well done movie, uh, but especially because it is a great example of this genre that we call diesel punk, and it kind of sneaks up on you. And what I mean by that is many of you that are just uh, superhero fans and action fans uh, we really enjoyed that movie and probably didn't even realize that you were watching an example of diesel punk. But think about it, and it goes back to my definition. It is, uh, it has the, it's based on that time, uh, that period of uh, that era, called, uh, they usually call it the interwars period. It's basically anywhere between World War One on up to World War Two, but of course this takes place during World War Two. But take a look at the, all of the features and the elements and the look and the feel and the music and all of that from that period of time, plus with the sci-fi or the superhero kind of twist to it is what makes it diesel punk. So those are my two examples. Uh, now I'll give you an example of a top uh, TV show, actually. Actually, Tony, I'll give you an example of two of my favorite TV shows that I consider diesel punk, although in their time frame, especially one of them, their time period is a little bit past the 50s, but it directly is connected to World War II. It is, some of y'all that know me and know what I'm going to say, Come here. The Man in the High Castle. Uh, I love that TV show because it's an interesting take on what if the Allies did not win World War II? What would the world look like? And so it actually picks up its storyline in the 60s, which is typically outside of the tr traditional or typical uh, timeline uh, for diesel punk. But that's the great thing about this genre, these genres, is that they're not written in stone as far as the parameters, although some folks may try to go there, but I love the fact that they you can fudge it a little bit, and especially because although the storyline picks up in the 1960s, you know that it's directly, uh, uh, the impact is directly related to losing the, the, uh, the war, World War II. So it's a great blend, a great mix of uh, those diesel punk elements that just happens to be in the 1960s. You don't even talk about the year. Uh, in that show. So that is a great show that I enjoy. One last um, uh, e example of a TV show that I enjoy, Tony, that I consider diesel punk. Uh, it is... Oh, <laughs> Project Blue Book. Then It is Project Blue Book that's on uh, the History Channel. And I think they did two seasons of that. I was hoping for a third. Many of us were hoping for a third. It did not take place, but it is awesome. Uh, again, it takes place past World War II, but uh, about in, I think it actually takes place about 1949-ish, so all of the characters, uh, they're familiar with the war, so, you know, one of the main characters actually serves in the war itself, uh, but the look and the feel of that movie is, oh, excuse me, of that TV show is beautiful. And again, it has that sci-fi twist in there because it talks about UFOs. So that's what makes it diesel punk. So thank you for your question. I want the rest of you send your question in. Whatever question that you have about diesel punk, I want you to send it my way. And those of you that had post have posted questions already would definitely 
definitely going to get to, uh, I think we're going to get to all of your questions. Not in this episode, but week by week, we'll go through all of those. Again, we want to take one more question in today's episode, and that question is going to come from Devin Ellenwood. Devin, we're going to entertain your question. Your question, and Devin asks, "Why can't people understand the difference between steampunk and diesel punk? It's like not realizing the difference between copper and steel." So, so Devin, sounds like you got a little frustration with your question, and I get it because you know those of us that are close to these genres kind of you know we develop an understanding. That's the reason for uh, our show and what we're doing. Uh, but Devin, I do want to say this. I, I believe there's a couple reasons why people don't understand the difference between steampunk and diesel punk. Uh, I'd say first of all is because, especially diesel punk, it is really just so relatively new. Uh, if anyone that, uh, especially from coming from the mainstream, if they're familiar with either one of those, and Devin, you know this, they're probably more familiar with steampunk versus uh, versus diesel punk, and that's okay. Um, but if we keep doing things like this, where we uh, uh, do things that kind of promote the genre, promote the style, then that's when people will become that much more familiar with it. But, you know, steampunk has been that much more dominant, if I'm not mistaken, and John Piker, you're out there, so you let me know if, uh, if I'm correct with this, I do believe that the first mention of steampunk was actually in the late 80s. John, correct me, and that's John from uh, the back of the cereal box. He's a great uh, friend. He's the one that got me into this whole diesel punk thing in the first place. But John, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that the genre uh, for steampunk, uh, I think the first mention of it might have been in the late 80s. So you think about it, even in, in its infancy, steampunk as a genre has had that many more years on anyone even knowing about what diesel punk, well, you know, even hearing about it. So, um, you know, that's, I'm, I'm not frustrated by it. I think it's cool. Um, I, I think it's all right if people get it mixed up, but I just kind of clarify. And again, that's why I like having a basic definition. And let me go back to my definition because I always, I try to, when I, I try to do any type of presentation or any type of, uh, um, something like this, I try to see if I, and this is a rule of thumb that comes from marketing. They say that you, uh, if you really want to help define something, break it down where an eight-year-old can understand it. If you really want to define something, break it down where an eight-year-old can understand it. So my definition of diesel punk may not be as fancy. It may be super simple, but that is intentional. Uh, I believe that if I break it down in its in its most basic form, it's easier to get your arms around and understand it. So again, my definition of diesel punk is that I don't even try to use, I've had the words subgenre and genre in there, but I wanted to even take those out just to make it even that much more simplistic. And so I say that diesel punk is a method of creativity that combines the historic style of the mid-1910s through the mid-1950s, so that helps to kind of clarify that it's not steampunk because steampunk takes place in the Victorian era. This picks up a little bit after that. And then it has those elements of sci-fi, fantasy, or even horror. So, Devin, I want to thank you for your question. And those of you that have questions that you've already submitted, we're going to get to those in future episodes. And 
If you haven't posted a question, definitely do that because that's the way that you are in the running and can possibly win these customized bicycle, original or authentic bicycle playing cards with the branding of your very favorite airship building company, the Portsmouth Airship Building Company. You post a, uh, a question and you'll uh, possibly win this right here. So I wanna thank everybody for joining me and I wanna just uh, encourage you to stick around because next week we're gonna do this again and we're just gonna uh, entertain any of the questions that come in so we can all together unpack Diesel Punk. We'll see you soon.